spoiler alert. Oh, this is the only fucking podcast about the Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? This week on No Fucking ZD, we're talking about really good chili, dyslexia, and the last thing you need. I want to hear you say it. It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. Welcome to No Fucking ZD. Fuck yeah. <laughs> fucking Aerosmith. Yeah, man. Courtesy of Joe Perry. Yeah, dude. That's some that's some serious riffage. It is, yeah. If I was working construction, I'd listen to that shit all day. The entire time. Like, just that song. Yeah. And just ride that little elevator up and down <laughs> the entire time. Asking for blowjobs. Yep, that's exactly. That's what you do. Yep. Love on a construction site mm-hmm. is also a euphemism for blowjob. It is. Yep. It's, it's when you're living it up while you're going down. So you're building a tower, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> there you go. That's that's a good point. Building a tower. Um. Welcome to No Fucking ZD episode 61, talking about unidentified black males today. Um, Which is fun to say. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Not. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a uh, it's one of the funnier ones of the season, for sure. It's, uh, although, I mean, I, I know that you feel it's like a little bit boring. Which is I, fair. The, just the, the Meadow and Finn fight, I find insufferable. Yeah. Well, yes, I think everybody it hits a little does. close to home for everybody. I think. Yeah, we've 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 all had the late night fights. Like you and I specifically have had this. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I have a suitcase right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, are the you suitcase? <laughs> you're just thinking out loud. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, Finn is um, he's he's kind of a boring character in general. So it's like a little weird that we get a, a showcase episode for him. Um, yeah, and no Emmy. He did not get the Emmy for this, unfortunately. Yeah. Although I have to say, watching it now, he does a better job than I originally thought. Yeah, this so, is like his Amistad. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Culturally, culturally relevant. For yeah, sure. exactly. Um, but he really, uh, you know, it's a, the script is interesting because he's so pretentious and has to say all these just like really heady phrases the entire time and during the fight. Yeah, there was he, no absolute ideation in the imagination of the placement of my suitcaseology or yeah. like whatever the fuck he says yeah. in that moment I'm just like dude fuck off yeah oh they're totally making fun of the fin type there you know <laughs> like totally N- NPR tote bag N- exactly <laughs> um, him and Meta are just really at that very pretentious age yeah um, which is cringeworthy to watch for sure well all this I might go to grad school shit mm. like I can't relive that that feels, yeah, that feels a little too close. Like, I've had enough space from the AJ age that I'm kind of like, oh, I can look back on that fondly and be yeah. like, I was an idiot. Like, fuck him, he's stupid. Right. But, um, yeah, 23 to, like, 26 is, uh, is it's, yeah, we're kind of at the point where we can look back and realize that we were, we were kind of douches back then as well. <laughs> and so seeing it, or at least I am, for sure. No, I've been telling um, you, I have, I have like, a, an intern who's 22, mm. and I can't figure out how stupid I used to be. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, well, I mean, like, I'm 30 now, as mm-hmm. most of you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I'm really part of the upper echelon of society. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The upper echelada. Right. Um, but, like, dealing with a 22-year-old, it's like, I can't tell if this guy's smarter than I was or dumber than I was, but I know for certain that 22-year-olds don't know shit about anything. Yeah, right. You know? 
By the way, if you're listening, sorry. <laughs> but they come off very confident. You're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's just tough to watch. Yeah, it's a little too relatable. And also, you just kind of want to be like, <laughs> you're just going for that chip. <laughs> I went for a chip. I realized I can't eat it because we're recording a podcast. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a little too close to home. And uh, it's long and it's draining. Yep. And if you've lived that experience, just watching it. Is, is is tough and you want to shake the both of them because neither of them are are, are mature enough to really say what they want to do you know right and, and they're they're good for each other in that, in that they're both totally basic and kind of boring mm-hmm. and they're both just, and all of their friends seem to be in this like no when you go to film school you me know too. like that kind of shit yeah me too <laughs> me too it's actually just the, a voice the off screen that says that. <laughs> me too um yeah. yeah like agreed and 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 they're they're just like she's sort of permanently going to be that person yeah, and she's growing into it more and more for sure. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, well, let's back up a little bit. I mean, this—it starts. They're having a hard time. It's the beginning of summer. Neither of them, or he, doesn't have a job at least uh, in this economy. Even right. The big jobs are all taken. Even the big jobs are all taken, right. and like he wants to leave them for quote unquote a minority. Right. Yeah. Which is just a weird way to put it. Right. It is. It's um. Yeah. I mean, it is. <laughs> Yeah, they like to they like to take the piss out of the NPR types, and they're certainly doing it in this episode. Yeah, and, it's and we can wait. It's just like they're they're so inarticulate about what they say, like, right? Yeah, and it's like, can you actually? I would I would pay money to see an episode where Finn is working at McDonald's. Me too. <laughs> well, <laughs> like yeah. good money, really good money. Yep. Or with AJ at that uh, little pizza shop, or uh, <laughs> or any of that. Yeah. But you're the man of your. <laughs> um. So Meadow, you know, Tony pulls some strings and gets him a job. Or I guess we should really, before that, I mean, the, the, the dinner scene, you know, he tries to pay, I guess, even though he has pretty much no money. And uh, I know. I can't imagine. It's Homestead Steakhouse, which is around the corner. We should go there right after we're done. That's a great actually idea. just realized that. Yes. So let's you want to wrap it up? Let's go now. <laughs> Leave the mics running and we'll come back in like three to four hours. And there will be up. a podcast when we get back. That's right. part of our studio flow. <laughs> Hashtag studio flow. <laughs> um, but like they're at Homestead Steakhouse and mm. Tony's easily knocking down an $80, $90 steak. Yeah, I mean that's undoubtedly. I, I really want to know how much that uh that <laughs> I'm just <laughs> reaching for chips over just and over. Looking at the chips and <laughs> realizing you can't just use them. <laughs> Will you guys all wait for me? Yep, let's just, all listen. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> See, you get what you asked for. This is gonna be a. I have a. I have a. I have a chewing. Hang problem. on, I gotta drink my Bud Light. Okay, one second. On, yeah. yeah. Wait, don't give them airtime. Fuck. We take that back. We're going to blur the Bud Light. <laughs> we could just blur the Bud Light, actually. You keep saying Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, we could just blur this whole I think we beer. just accidentally wrote a really funny Bud Light commercial, actually. Um, yeah. I mean, hey, beer company, we'll do it. That's all <laughs> Anheuser-Busch International. Well, yep, we'll do that. And I believe they're owned by Microsoft. Is that true? On some level. <laughs> Hmm. What were we talking about? The uh, Tony gets pretty mad, and um, because I mean, you know, Tony's a guy who likes specific roles in his life, and there's the dad who pays, and the boyfriend well, who doesn't. Their family's falling apart. Like no mm-hmm. one has any dimension in the family right now. Right. And we were talking recently about how, like, he's he's missing that counterbalance in Carmela, and right. so he needs to go back to Melfi, you know, for a time. Yep. And he just doesn't have, he just doesn't have, like, you know, like I said, he doesn't have dimension in his life. Yeah. And, um, and also he's talking to the kids about how the family is like, you know, Carmela deserves a lot of credit, blah, blah, blah. 
and so it's a terrible time to try to pay for a meal. Like let him yeah. be the dad for a fucking minute. Yeah, well, that's he's not true. banging a dermatologist, you right. know. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's also just trying to like reassert himself in that position. That's true. Completely. Um, but you know, so it's 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 cool in the end, and he actually ends up getting Finn this construction job. Um, I just thought of something though. It's ironic that in the family he wants to pay, but in the capital F family, low man has to pay. True. Because Finn was actually paying, or I guess AJ's low man. Yeah, <laughs> AJ's always true. low man. That's why he was mad. Is that <laughs> yeah, he wished yeah, AJ, like, paid AJ for has the to pay. Are we good over there? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then AJ and Finn went and killed a waiter out yeah, in the parking lot. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a turning point in the series for sure, <laughs> definitely. Um, and it'll pl- it plays a huge role in the ending. I it's... believe they ordered onion rings at the uh, they serve onion rings at the Homestead Steakhouse. Oh my god! All right, and we... so that's how we know the ending is real. You know, because they had onion rings. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and just to tell everyone, we actually have left and gone to dinner, and we just edited it together. So yeah. it sounds like this is one continuous take. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah. So uh, Tony gets Finn this job at the construction site with the guys. You know, with the uh, with all the boys, and um, we. You know, Finn is a lot like um, he's. I mean, he's just kind of like our our. Uh, he's kind of a stand-in for the audience in some ways in this episode because he, of course, just comes from a completely different world. And, um, you know, is very naive about Meadow's background. No doubt. Uh, So the construction site is quite shocking to him (laughs) in many ways. Well, he seems to not mind the work, which which, frankly I would, (laughs) you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, But he's like doing it. It's fine. And I guess, you know, I mean, the whole idea that he can't find any work is like absurd to me. But yeah. that's that's like one of the that's a bit of a hole in the plot as far as I'm concerned because it's like it wasn't this wasn't was not shot in 2008. Who knows how hard he's really trying? I mean, they're both brats, that's for sure. Which yeah. is one of the harder, which is also one of the the more cringeworthy parts that's about true. watching these two. That's true. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so he has the job, and straight away Polly starts breaking his balls. Yes. <laughs> and I just love it because Polly just chooses a guy. Yeah. Like you. <laughs> shaggy shaggy <laughs> yeah 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 yep. but he could have said anything like you underpants <laughs> like over here yep um and and uh one of one of our favorite parts is the look on polly's face when he finds out yep who in fact he's talking to it's a it's just it's a gifable moment that's it for really sure. is yeah it's like uh, a scooby-doo like uh-huh. yeah <laughs> it's 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 one of the funnier scenes i without getting ahead someone asked us in the questions if we thought it was funnier when Tony rejected the uh, the the bill at the, at the restaurant, or when Polly finds out about Finn or gives Finn shit, and I think it's without a doubt the Polly Finn scene. Oh yeah, like, without a doubt, yeah. Um, I think that the the bill thing at the restaurant is just a little awkward. Yeah, for sure. Polly shitting on Finn is fantastic, but yep. Polly also sucking up to Finn to me is even funnier. Just, I, I just love that, like you know, it's what a change all of a sudden, you know. Yeah, his and personality. He, he like kind of he kind of pivots in and he's like, look at me counting my money, and <laughs> he puts it in his pocket, you know. Yep, and he thinks he's so nice. He's like, wow, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah, like he means it. Finn just does not get it, you know. No. He just does not get it. So it's all the more shocking when uh, Eugene Ponacorvo smashes that snapple bottle on little polly's face and yeah that one spun out of control like really quickly yeah but it's also interesting that like right at the be- like in this episode we have this because what really makes that happen is is there's like a homophobia moment right true, uh, true because someone makes a gay joke right about eugene saying that uh she had a mustache and it was like kissing a fireman or something like that yeah um 
or uh, little Polly has. L- little Polly yeah, says, "Well, yeah. you ought to know." Uh, yeah, they do. They do a good job. Of, oh, like, we should have used that Alanis Morissette song in this. Uh, you ought to know. Oh well, maybe we shall. Oh, mm. stay tuned, everybody, for part two. <laughs> um, they do a good job of subtly setting up that these guys. I mean, we already know, but that. Uh, yeah, but these we guys, haven't heard course, a lot about that. They don't talk about it too much. N- no, not all that much. And like, really, one of the few times they do was when they're actually talking about going down on a woman. <laughs> so it's you know. Yeah. Uh, but we we like, know that's so bad. Right. Come on. We, we know generally though that of course they're not going to be very accepting of anything mm-hmm. that's a little different from them. Mm-hmm. Um. But but yeah, they do a good job of just kind of laying that in there. You don't think much of it until you think it's more just about Finn freaking out about the violence. Which yeah. Of course it is, but then it comes back in a big way later. Well, it's also funny because like that, they're breaking each other's balls all the time, but like you can see the looks on the guy's faces when like, when, when whoever makes that comment and they're like, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And even Vito says after Eugene, you know, pops him on the head, pops a little Polly on the head that he, he's the one who says, I knew that was coming. So you know that it's definitely in Vito's mind. Oh. You know, he's probably very attuned to that kind of um, We talked humor. about you not making so many insights. Right. That's <laughs> You're an right. issue. Sorry. Um, so Finn wears a nice shirt and um, <laughs> and that's Shaggy. all I have to say. About the rest Do you have a towel? <laughs> um, Is so, that what you want? So, so Finn is frightened right there but then like like after that and he doesn't want to go back mm-hmm. uh to the construction site and of course meadow makes it about herself kind of yeah i mean she's completely delusional yeah and it's totally scary yeah and 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 the, also the shit that Vito says about like seeing a couple of you know running over there right uh yep. that's that's not it's just like <laughs> It's all wrong. It's all out of yes. whack. You yeah, know? Everything. Like, yeah, exactly. Just, he's a college graduate. He's going to be a fucking dentist, you know, three out of four dentist survey, <laughs> which is a hilarious moment. Yep. Um, but it's like, clearly he's terrified for all the right reasons. I mean, yeah, if you saw that and like we we talked, I think a week or two ago about how a lot of people kind of watch the show and they're sort of, you know, tough guys by proxy when they're watching the show. Right. Um, I've never seen like a, a, I've seen like high school, middle school fights. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that happen in real life, but it would have an effect, you know? Dude, it's scary um, to see yeah. people actually out to hurt each other, you know? Yeah. And they're all just laughing about it. Like that's, I mean, that would send anybody to the hospital. Gla- shards of glass in your eyeball. Oh, you know? totally. And like, it's, it's actually a really well shot, like bottle slam, yeah. you know? Yeah. And we're, we're beginning to see what a psychopath Eugene actually is. Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, we know what happens to him, but his right. life is like, he becomes a button man. You yep. know what I mean? He's very, very violent. And uh, Meadow thinks he's just the sweetest guy. Right. She's, I mean, completely in denial, which is kind of crazy because, you know, I mean, she is the one telling AJ back when he's a kid that their money doesn't really come from the waste management business right and who do you think our dad is and why do we call so-and-so uncle when he's not really our uncle completely um and so it's really kind of weird for her to just turn that around here when finn i mean you know you think she would be a little more i don't know empathetic to it or just aware that obviously it's the truth you know that these guys are pretty crazy yeah absolutely um you know she just totally turns it around and she's starting to sound more like her dad and talking about just the history and and uh and the you know the mezzogiorno and this the old poverty world. of the mezzogiorno yeah, which she doesn't know shit about right what to be honest i don't either but um either way i mean yeah 
she she would she would gave her or i mean melfi gave tony shit in one episode where he's talking about history and she just says what does it have to do with you and it's kind of the i th- you would think meadow would be smart enough to sort of have that same realization no but she's like you know she's privileged and she likes it mm-hmm. you know and she's beginning to become carmela a little bit yeah and also tony a little bit she's yeah but she's sort of ignoring it but that's the thing is like she goes from being in denial to like she gets that look in her eyes yeah and then she's like the fact is that they have certain modes of conflict it's like a fucking it's like she's delivering a line in game of thrones or something yeah it's like the fact is that they bring certain modes of conflict resolution from the old country right where all higher authority was corrupt and it's like it's but it's not yeah and like you want to talk about corruption anyway yeah just total denial finn is freaked out not they're mention, both idiots. Well, they're both being idiots. But I'll, I mean, not to mention also, she's the one at Jackie Jr.'s funeral who just totally calls Tony out and says this is all bullshit and says yeah. to their cousin, you know, or uh, I guess says to Carmela maybe earlier in the earlier in the, uh, that episode that like we, you know, they basically both know who really did this. Right. Um, she'll eventually come to like start believing that it's actually drug dealers. I guess another thing blamed on African-American males. Um, African-American drug dealers, if it makes you feel better. Right. Yeah. Jesus. Um, so that's already happened by the time Finn. Well, I mean, let's just get to the big moment of the, of the, of the episode when Finn. The chili. That's right. Yep. We only want to talk about the chili from here on. How can you make chili when it's so hot outside? I mean, I, we live in New York. Mm-hmm. That shit is no game. Do not make me chili. No. Although they they say, you know, eating hot foods and drinking hot hot, hot liquids are supposed to Not help. hot stewed beef. I think they're talking about like tea. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay. Well, then I've completely misunderstood that my whole life. <laughs> um, the big moment, though. Finn and Meadow are partying on the beach with their film school friends trying to figure <laughs> yeah, out life. I'm just going to go to film school. He has one of those nights where you just, you know, don't even, you can barely go to sleep, which I certainly remember from, from a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and, Dude, it gets uh, fucking hot. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, but I mean, they're like out partying on the beach and I remember being like around that age and staying up till super late but still having to be up at five and I don't miss that at all, you know? No, it's, you have the roughest day of your life. Yeah. Um, so he goes to work a little little early. Uh, Vito has done the same and uh, Finn sees a little something. So see some love in the, the elevator. One of the finest performances of the season. Yes. Uh, by the security guard. Yes. It's actually a really good ambiguous performance where he's like, is he yawning and waking up, or is he popping his cork? Right. You know, like and. Or is then, it Felicia, who we haven't really talked about too much? Felicia but... told him. Yeah. <laughs> she means nothing. Mm. Finn's not interesting. Mm. She zigs, I zag. <laughs> Whatever. Look, it's the world. There are hot girls out there. If that's right. the insight about Finn, it's that, that he's going to meet other people in his life, then, like, good day to you. Right. <laughs> or what do they say in Boston? Good luck to you. Good luck to you. Yeah. Good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, good luck to you. Good luck to you. Uh, so, yeah, he, he, sees, he sees him giving a blowjob. Mm-hmm promptly scuttles away <laughs> uh yeah like a roach when you turn on the light in the kitchen yep <laughs> just immediately whoop, under the refrigerator right. and uh yeah. he's just hoping to christ that they didn't see him or whatever but he's fucked that's it he's totally fucked yeah and yeah and they're gonna kill him in episode 12 of this season right yes, yes. they are spoiler yeah uh yeah sorry guys um yeah i mean he's, he's of course really scared Vito invites him to see uh the padres get shellacked by the yankees that night it's bat night he doesn't like missing the national anthem 
Um, Which makes sense. Yeah, of that's course just it does. like perfect, perfect, like right in character, very it's, on brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been talking about Joe Ganascoli and his acting abilities lately, mm-hmm. and I mean, when he's when he does this, he's great. When I mean, he's confronting Finn right outside the outhouse, great. Yeah, I mean, the whole episode when he's still kind of in the mob world, he's pretty great. You he's know? really good, and he's terrifying. Yeah, when he's like in his face, and he's like, he's like, say, "What's up, Vito?" Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's amazing. Yeah, I want to hear you say it. It's like, and it's just like, what is going to happen? What is happening right now? Like, is this going to be? Is this the season? Like, they're going to fucking ice Finn, and there's going to be some big issue. Can you imagine? That would have been quite a. That would have been quite a curveball. They don't fuck with civilians, though. No, but he did see him get a blowjob. Yeah, give a blow. Give. Mm, Yeah. Well, give a blow. But maybe before or after, we don't know. Um, He saw him. recoiling from his blowjob right <laughs> <laughs> uh never get tired of hearing that yeah um yeah i, I mean so obviously i he probably wouldn't have killed him i doubt he would have killed meadow soprano's boyfriend uh do you think that he was in any way tr- actually coming on to him no probably not i don't think so either but i don't know i think that he probably wanted some type of situation where he could feel him out a little bit, not right. literally. I mean, like, right. <laughs> uh, he wanted a situation where they could just like away from the construction site. I don't think he. I don't think it was like the type of thing where he was going to be like, "Look, man, like I'm a gay guy. You can't tell anybody." Yeah. But I think there was a the type of thing where he wanted to spend a little time with him and kind of get a feeling for where he was going to go with it. Maybe just intimidate him more the entire time. Right. Um, but I don't think he was coming on to him. I think I that think so I think that that's like some bullshit. And like, if Finn is like the fucking Kucinich vote that I think he is, then he <laughs> needs to not be so like. That's like that's also homophobia is just being like, yeah, he was hitting on me, right? Because he was fucking right. talking to me. Like, so I'm giving him a blowjob that he fucking talked to me. You know what right, I mean? Like, right, right. it's just like he wasn't hitting on Finn. Finn is just like this this the, he's like a house plant you know what i mean <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah i mean he and has... he's having issues out there in the big bad sweaty gay mafia world yeah. you know he has yeah you're, you're right i mean he has like almost like no agency or opinion or, yeah. <laughs> or really like anything uh which which is one of the things that makes that fight just so tough to watch because it's just you kind of wish he had more of a backbone in a way but yeah. like how do you tell off Meadow Soprano? Also, now that you've seen how these guys all act, also like because she'll suck your cock, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, listen, like him, I would also pull out my suitcase after that, no question. You know, I probably would have left even before saying anything because I, I would have been very terrified that Vito would kill me. Oh, totally. I would be gone, gone, gone. Yeah. And also, like, I don't know. They really like each other, but everyone knows those couples where it's like, why are they together? And it's because you think that about both of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like it's not one of those why is she with her? She's so why is she with him? She's so cool type mm-hmm. things. It's like they're both like kind of head cases. Like we would not hang out with them probably in not. real life. And it would be one of those situations where we wouldn't want to hang out with them, but like in the background they also think we're morons, but like we know that we're the ones that are right about it cuz they suck more. Right. <laughs> you know. And we're the main character. And we're the main character. So, That's true. Know. This is the NFZ life. Yeah. Um <laughs> #studioflow. Uh but Anyway, it I don't know. They're they're boring. Their fight is boring. Right. It's it's kind of like like studded with nice comedy, like the chili. The chili's great. The chili's great. 
when he falls asleep is great. I got to give it to Jamie Lynn Sigler. That reaction when she realizes he's sleeping is perfect. Yeah. Um, it really looks like she's discovering it like for real in that moment. And I mean, she, hey, that's good acting. <laughs> she's very good. And that is that's fine acting. It's right. Fine. Yeah. Some of the finest acting. Um, and uh, but but also like it also proves that she doesn't get it because he has this brutal fucking job. And she's just like, why don't you party in front of this fucking campfire? And then that night, like fight with me all night long. I know. Yeah. Like she just yeah. doesn't see it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it really it goes nowhere. And he, you know, I mean, I think he does love Meadow. I mean, he's probably scared to leave her in some ways now because it's kind of like, well, what will Tony do to me for one? Will Vito They're not track gonna send me? anyone after him? I mean, probably not. But in his mind now, I think anything's kind of possible. You know, it's he's, that's totally true. He's way out of his comfort zone. But maybe he also thinks that Meadow like I mean, he, he probably he's got to know that he has some protection yeah. vis-a-vis Meadow. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. So that's why maybe that's one of the other reasons he's asking her to get married is because he figures that might actually save his life. Oh, yeah. I actually completely forgot about them getting engaged because this is literally the last time you hear about it in the whole series. Yeah. He's around. um, He's like in dental school next year. Right. Doesn't he? And then he's he's kind of gone. Yeah, But they don't say at any point like marriage or engagement like none of that picks up. Yeah. I like that about the show, though. It's kind of like Mad Men. They don't really need to like talk, show those big scenes. Yeah, because you know it's a fucking stupid idea. Well, that too, yeah. Uh, Actually, not certainly. as stupid as Adriana marrying Chrissy, but whatever. True. Um, yeah, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, like we said, it's tough, awkward to watch. And um, it really is the worst decision they could make. I mean, they're both now living in some kind of denial, that's for sure. And uh, Oh, yeah. And know. maybe he's been in denial about this before. I mean, he's got to know what's going on. Now, I think it's, like, crystallized. Well, he, yeah, he's probably in a... It's, like, a different level of denial now, you know? Yeah, where it's, it's like, oh, he gets hassled because he's in the carding business, you know? Right, yeah. But now he's seen what really goes on, and he's he's trying to deny that that's even a problem, you know? Yeah, completely, um, completely. And the whole episode, really, we'll get to Tony and Tony B in the second half, but the whole episode is kind of about denial in that way, and... Uh, you know, um, I thought a lot about like James Gandolfini said that the show was about the little lies we tell ourselves. And I feel like this is a really good example of that. This episode. Oh, that's you great. Know? That's really true. Because, um, you know, yep. Finn, Finn likes that loving and loving an elevator or whatever. <laughs> he the fuck. does indeed. He's uh, he's trying to stick around. It's not going to work out. Yep. Probably good for Finn. You know, very good for Finn. Yeah. Um, not so good for Vito eventually. Um, oh, Vito. And even in this episode, I, I also love, I have to say that they, they really bring the joke home when Vito's actually waiting for the, outside the baseball game. Very excited to see the baseball game and very disappointed that, that Finn doesn't show <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's why I think he wasn't really hitting on him. No, I know, yeah. Um, but like, or one of the reasons, but I love that he has like all the garb and all that yeah. stuff. And the fact that he knows so much about baseball. Yep, I think it's fucking cool. Vito, he's a cool guy, you know. <laughs> right, like, <laughs> he's totally cool. Hey, he didn't beat anyone this this episode, so you know. There's no, that. he just he just yelled racial epithets and right. then like basically tried to intimidate a guy into going to a baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> but it was bat night, which is kind of intimidating. It's bat night, yep. <laughs> and he says it like with so much like, "Don't fuck this up," you know. That's so good. All right, um, you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. We'll come back and talk about uh, the two Tonys once again, and. Uh, Pepperelli. A guy named Pepperelli. A guy named Pepperelli. <laughs> that sounds like pepperoni, and I'm yep. hungry, so that's perfect. All right, we'll be right back. No fucking ZD is brought to you by. 
Two tickets to see your Padres take a beating from the Yanks tonight. <laughs> I want you to know that I'm happy for you. I wish nothing but the best for you both. I know the version of me. Is she perverted like me? Would she go down on you in a theater? Does she speak eloquently? And would she have your baby? I'm sure she The rumor is the song's about Uncle Joey from Full House. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Are you serious? Yeah, Dave Couillet. I guess they, they uh, allegedly dated for a little while. No, that's John Stamos. No, Uncle Joey. Wait, Uncle, no, that's Uncle Jesse. John Stamos. Mm, isn't it Uncle Jesse who has mercy? And Uncle Joey who cuts it out? Jesus, I have no idea. <laughs> I know it's not Bob Saget. No, it's Bob Saget. Yeah, you're right. You're he's right. he's the one who dated Alanis Morissette. I know that. He, he actually, you know what it is, and it was controversial at the time. It was both Olsen twins who dated Alanis Morissette in the <laughs> late '80s. <laughs> they were very young. All right, I'm calling fake news. Okay. Uh, welcome back to No Fucking ZD. Nope. Um, yeah, I stumbled in on something. Yep, there we go. Um, that was a Full House podcast. That that was a backdoor pilot to our Full House. Podcasts that we're gonna do. We're eventually. taking bids. Called everywhere you look. Mm. Mm. Um, called uh, mm, have mercy. That's good. Okay. Yeah. There we go. The Have Mercy podcast coming this fall. Ungoogleable. Onto NBC. No um, one will be able to find it. <laughs> uh, one thing I forgot to mention about the veto thing that just small little thing. He killed Jackie Jr. and now he is threatening Meadow's current boyfriend and she doesn't make the connection. All right. Now we can move on to. Uh, God damn it. I just, just Fuck thought of um, So, Joey Peeps, we'll see you at the crossroads. Uh, yeah. Poor guy. Kind of. Yeah. Um, I, I love Polly. Still making fun of him, even though he's dead. Yes. Because, you know, like, we heard his brains were splattered all over the scene. He goes, Joey Peeps, there couldn't have been too much to clean up. <laughs> oh, what a dick, but that's a good burn. It is good, yeah. Um, Beyond the grave burn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey Peeps was 40 years old, by the way. That kind of surprised me when I saw the uh, the uh, the typo-ridden headstone. That makes <laughs> sense. I thought he was, like, 31. Specifically. No, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess it just seems like he's, like, still a driver at 40. I don't know. Um, he's not a driver driver yeah I he's like not. a number yeah, two true. he's more of a number two johnny sack picked him out of the choir he said yeah i guess he's been around for a lot of pivotal yeah. little meetings now that i think about it johnny sack saw something in him right um yeah i mean so this this peeps thing has caused all kinds of problems for it was uh, tony was bending over backwards to say neutral as he says yeah and uh why would you possibly yeah fuck that up um and uh he was he was trying to say neutral on that and he was trying not to confront this this whole denial about the tony b situation and his his, his uh panic attack in the past right because um, he had like a feeling mm-hmm. he got like a little pan- he felt like the wind rustle when he heard course. about it, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then he finds out that someone had a limp or something like that. Yeah, and he has to go into full-on fucking like denial mode. Right. I mean, does Tony B like tell him that he did it? I think he kind of does, right? Like, listen, yeah. you don't want to know. I think that is basically an admission. They know, but they don't know, right? As 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 Pussy said so eloquently, right. Um, so I, I, and either way, I think Tony's not stupid and no, he's not, he's, 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 you know, this is his second rodeo 
and um, <laughs> literally, he, he, literally a second rodeo. And he he knows the deal. He knows exactly what happened, or he knows enough about what happened to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and so this this mob war that was kind of simmering in the background with uh, you know, uh, only a few dead, I guess, so far, really, in Lorraine <laughs> and Jason. Yeah. Um. It has now it's it's we're getting to the the final push of the season here. Things are starting to happen. Carmine, they're, they're escalating not only for the New York families, but now Tony's involved, right? Which is exactly what he didn't want, right? Um, yeah, I mean it's uh it's not good for him um on a professional level and yep. on a personal level because I think he also part of the I mean on top of everything else part of the panic here is that he sort of knows that the rules are Tony B probably has to go if that's the case because yeah it's a big problem y- you were totally right like a couple episodes ago um Tony B is not made I thought he must have been right but Chris, no I, I recall that yeah so Chrissy says specifically that Tony's opening up the books for him mm-hmm. um. So it's a problem. I mean, by the by the book, Tony B's really got to go, and he kind of, yep. I think, deep down knows that at this point. Because Peeps was probably made. Maybe. Maybe. This is the real question. Mm, yeah, true. Write us. Let us know. Yep. Take, take, <laughs> take a moment now to write us and let us know. We'll wait. Uh, comment on the... Um, we'll go get another dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, can, you, you can let us know on, on the Twitter. Right. Um, so... We get, I mean, all right, well, I guess we'll just get right to the, the gravestone scene because it's one of the funniest jokes on the show. Yo, I mean, just see, the first time I saw it, I saw that, that it said peeps and I was like totally confused. But it says peeps in such enormous <laughs> letters. It's so funny. Just to, just, to, just to have the image in my brain is hilarious. Yeah. I wish, I hope they just left it. I would have, if I were, if I were peeps himself, I would have been like, leave it. I'm peeps. <laughs> leave that on my gravestone it's not bad <laughs> um yeah that's a joke that i'm sure they tossed around in the writer's room and were sort of hesitant about it because it's like well that's like a step too far maybe how do you fuck but that up it's I, uh, who's the guy who fucks it up this jason guy do we ever even see this is he carlos son he's not right? no he's not carlos son but it's the it's one of the guys who's in there He's, just, yeah. he's in there playing cards when when Polly's making fun of him. Just some nobody, but he nobody. fucks this thing up big time. He's dyslexic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> has something to do with it. Uh, Tony's reaction is just priceless. His <laughs> <laughs> name was Pepperoni. <laughs> oh, man. So good. Um, he's so angry at the funeral. <laughs> and then you know who else is angry at the funeral? Mr. Sachs. Mr. Sack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they sit in a limo. And there's another great Tony line, which is, have a drink. And he yeah. goes, I don't want one. He goes, have one anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like, that reminds me of Junior's, uh, like, what were you trying? What were you telling me before? And he goes, he goes, I don't remember. Or he goes, I forget. And he goes, then unforget. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, Johnny Sack's pretty pissed off. He's very. He, I mean, he's a melodramatic guy in general. He did almost have Ralphie whacked for uh, making a joke at one point. That's a good point. Um, uh, and Tony has to continue the denial on the professional front here, of course. Completely. Um, making up this this bullshit story about going to search for for Kelly, his uh, Tony B's long lost daughter. Yeah, and it's like, how does John not know he's lying? Uh, maybe he. I mean, hey, maybe he's also denying that to himself. They get along, these two. They it's, do, and 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 Johnny is really serious when he says, "If you're lying, Tony." Yeah, like, you know. 
Yeah, I, I love the scenes of those guys together. The golf course scene at the beginning, um, when Tony has that first panic attack, is great. They're just they're supernatural together, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and I like yeah the actors and the characters. I like how Johnny defends him passing out as like it's the fucking weather, <laughs> sudden changes. Yeah, like it's the weather's fault. He's this like super unhealthy guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. falling over on a fucking golf course. Right. Like, come on. Um, right. But, you know, Johnny's super pissed and Tony covers for Tony B. Right. Perhaps we should go back. Uh, isn't this after, uh, Tony confronts Tony B? Uh, well, it is. Right. So, I mean, it starts, uh, with, I love the scene of them watching the baseball game together out, outside with the face cloths on their head and the, 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 the uh, melty cheese, melty cheese, sweaty cheese. Um, so it starts there. He notices the limp, and it's uh, one of the other four examples of someone blaming a black guy for something. He says that he was jumped by a bunch of black guys uptown. Yep. Um, and when Tony then hears that some, so Mickey Farrell saw someone with a limp walking away or three blocks away. Degenerate fucking Irish drunk cop. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, something. His ears perk up a little bit, and I think yeah. Tony's instincts are usually pretty good, even if the, even if he denies them and what he's feeling. He knows there's some bullshit going down. Yeah, he's he's circling in on the the truth here, and but also when he hears that thing about black guys jumping him, that's literally his excuse for not being at the job, right? On the on the fateful night when Tony B went away for his sneakers. He was Tony was an early sneakerhead adopter, by the way. Oh no, shit! Yeah, he was in Flynets. Yeah, uh, yes, he was. Um, so they confront each other. Yeah, I mean, and then we have that scene where Tony B basically gives um, admits to it, but doesn't really admit to it. And yes. again, acting out of guilt, probably Tony kind of says that he worries about his cousin and gives him this job at the casino and, and bumps him up even more where it's like raining cash apparently right i mean really to make tony himself feel better like yes. this is kind of like an extended storyline of tony asking everybody if he's a toxic person you know oh that's a good point this is this is one of those episodes for sure yeah because that scene with melfi which i think is actually some of the best acting of the season so far finest some of the um, finest some of the finest acting that's right is uh is is just excellent. I mean, the fact that it goes on so long and actually goes through a whole panic attack there with her in the room, and he actually has to truly confront something for the first time mm-hmm, is, is mm-hmm. like is pretty amazing to watch. It's it's really good. It's a really good scene, and they like the way that Melfi is so interested. You know, she's so drawn in. Yeah, she's she's in his web a little bit, but like he he's also trying not to admit. It's like. He's like a huge lunch. It's gas. Yeah. <laughs> like so seriously. <laughs> and meanwhile, he's like passing out. Um, and he he admits something mm. that we didn't quite know. Right. Yeah. Um, we've thought all along. I mean, he's mentioned it a couple times now that he was jumped on the night of the carjacking. But right. it, of course, comes back to Livia, and perhaps his first panic attack. Maybe one of them for sure. Yeah. And uh, falls, hits his head, can't make it. And then at that point, you know, these two timelines kind of diverge, if you will. Yeah. And we have like the Tony A story, which is Tony Soprano. And then Tony B, which is, you know, this like alternate universe story of of what Tony Soprano could have been. Right. And uh, it's it's super tragic. And he feels terrible about it because it reminds me of a lot of painful things, one of which is that like he's he ain't so tough and he's, mm-hmm. he was dishonest to his crew and his family and all these guys. And then also the other side that his mom like was too much for him. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the other side of this. That's really important. I think. Right. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, it's that, but it's also, you know, it's the guilt is kind of like surface level in a way. He feels bad for himself more, I think. I think it's like he, mm. like, Melfi suggests that he confront Tony B and come clean about what happened, which would probably, like, on some level make him feel better. But I think, like, Tony Soprano really just wants to hear Tony B say, you know, it's, it's not your fault, <laughs> almost. He wants yeah. that Robin Williams... Uh, Matt Damon scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Totally. Um, I mean, he, it's... He, I don't know what he wants. I think that it's also... The other side of it is that it's his lifestyle coming back to haunt him and that he's yeah. seeing how real the risks he's taking are. That's a good point, he, yeah. He's able to tap dance around the FBI and, like, kind of be a smartass and not take it too seriously yeah. at times. But there are times in these later seasons when he starts to really get scared. And this is one of the things that reminds him that he's not infallible, you know, mm -hmm. and that's a major, major thing. It's complicated. I'm sure he feels quite a, a few things about it. But I think for the most part, like he uh, he wants to hear from Tony that like he's not a bad guy for what happened, you know, and then, yeah, you're a cool guy. Yeah. You're a great guy, Tony. Pat himself on the back and feel better about it. Yep. He also talks a lot about, you know, the, how smart Tony B was and how he could have really been anything. And. He's maybe looking back at himself and kind of having that like I could have been a varsity athlete moment. That's a good. That's a good point. I yeah. mean, Tony's also very smart, but he's not as smart as Tony B. Like yeah. Tony, Tony S. could not get through massage school. He probably just wouldn't put the effort in. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But doesn't he says later that their IQ scores were sort of similar, which is kind of bullshit. Because I mean, I think yeah. I mean, who knows? I'm just saying. Yeah, but and um, also. They were given these IQ IQ tests by nuns, so who knows? Yeah, I've never taken that, I, so I, I don't know what mine is, but very low, I'm assuming. Very low. Probably on the low, yeah, probably low 200s. This uh, podcast is an IQ test. Yeah. You're failing it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, you know who doesn't have a high IQ is little Carmine. <laughs> uh, no, we should talk about him. Yeah. Please. <laughs> okay. Um, he uh, he has one of the greater quotes of the series in this episode, which I can't even really, it's such such a mouthful, I don't even know how to put together, but he'll, we'll never know if he'll be effective as his dad until maybe so, sometime at some point, we'll see, but not until then. Not, <laughs> whatever not the until then will we know if I'll be able to be an effective leader. It's just like, it's so impossible to follow. It's amazing though yeah you have to be a real smart guy to play that dumb yeah and to write that dumb yep like i can't even that sentence ties my mind in a knot you know <laughs> uh yeah he's i mean you know it just goes to show all these guys are way in over their heads they yep. look like a bunch of dummies in this in this dimly lit back room you know yeah angelo now suddenly saying there's something we, that we could have done something else even though he's the one who ordered the hit initially. i know what the fuck they're just because he's the one who gets this going he gets Tony B into a bunch of trouble, which was bullshit, actually. Like, he shouldn't have yeah. asked him to do that. And then, like, you know, and then he gets iced as a result of that. And then mm. Tony B goes really crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not to, you know. but uh, Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we have a spoiler policy. We they, spoil. They look like Jackie Jr. and his dumbass friends when they pull up and decide, and they're thinking about, like, should we just go to the shore instead? <laughs> like, now that they're in the game, they're like, we maybe shouldn't have done this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this they're like, we, he's, he says that they pissed on an anthill or on a bee's nest or something. Yeah. So they're making a molehill out of it. <laughs> yeah, no foresight. 
Uh, I would also su- suggest for uh, reading the Sopranos autopsy uh, breakdown of this episode. He does a really good job comparing these guys to the Bush administration. Yeah, it's that's excellent. exactly that's what I've been saying. We got a little bit of a Dick Cheney thing happening. Yeah, well, Frankie Valli talks his character. Uh, uh, Rusty says that he had had a bypass surgery, which Dick Cheney did. Uh, oh, little Carmine's man. the son of a former boss. You know, he's wearing like cowboy attire in this scene. Well, shit, who's Colin Powell? Uh, I I don't know. Colin Powell sort of stood up for himself. So is is anyone in there? I don't know. Fair enough. Um, but anyway, it's a great <laughs> uh, it's a great article as always. And we've kind of caught up with him, or he's caught up with us, or I'm not sure. But we're like neck and neck now. So listen That's to cool. ours and go read his and come back. And he's a cool guy. Yeah. Um. So uh. Yeah. We're we're getting to. There's gonna be some some violence coming up in this mob uh war, if you will. But it's still gonna simmer for a little bit until next season. Um. Well, this is gonna be kind of an. This is like a mob war, but it's actually an internal conflict, right? For Tony, he's got to face right. up to some shit. He now at this point probably should have just backed Johnny Sack immediately when there yeah. was any question about who was going to take over as boss. Well, I think he was doing the right thing no matter what. I mean, yeah. to be honest, but it's Tony B that fucked him over. Well, yeah, true. But if he, it's clear though that he suggested Angelo be one of the three bosses and it's pretty clear at this point that Angelo couldn't do that. And Yeah, uh, he made a giant mistake yeah. in this in this particular situation. Yes. Uh, last but not least, Carmella is uh having a tough go of it as well this this episode she as as she usually is to be honest yeah but it's uh, it's more written on her face she's taking mm. it out on her napkins in the kitchen yes folding them <laughs> relentlessly <laughs> right um so she's hanging out with Gabriella Dante mm-hmm. i mean we don't see we don't get much Car- carmela but like you know she expects this like she ex- she wants a bang over you know what i mean mm. she wants to to bask in the afterglow you know right and oh, i like uh, that bang over i've never heard that that's bang over that's nice what's, that's nice. A bang over um, <laughs> or you know when you're done you say to the woman bang over <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back yeah exactly that's my catchphrase uh but you know she wants to be romanced and stuff and we were saying last week that this is definitely tony uh, being Tony mm-hmm. and proving that he can't really change in this way because he's like, it's like the same as it ever was where like they do their thing and then he goes and does his thing. Right. Still saying, well, what's the difference? You right. know, like yeah. that's kind of still the idea. Right. Um, I love how, how built up it was, you know, with, with Gabriella and how they're, <laughs> they're gossiping about it. Yeah. And, uh, I'll just go to the bathroom. <laughs> I just have to pee. <laughs> and then uh, Tony just that look on Tony's face where he just waves. Yeah. See ya. Oh man. A lot and of then cringeworthy a- moments. Yeah. And then AJ says, uh, he said to give this and a kiss on the cheek. And then he just walks away. <laughs> it doesn't give me. I love that. I love that. Dick. Uh, yeah. And when we know now that he listened to Al Sappensley advice last season. Uh, and it fucking worked it did indeed now i know yeah and not only that i mean he didn't even really have to do that because the lawyer that finally does take the case decides not to take the case when he realizes that it's a mob case well yeah and and he's gonna i mean really it is a stupid thing they're gonna hire a forensic accountant Mm. to try to piece together his finances like that guy's gonna get fucking iced like really fast yeah yeah it would be like the uh uh the 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 appraiser yes Vic the appraiser yes get your appraising shit and start appraising (laughs) 
Get your forensic shit. Get your podcast shit and start <laughs> podcasting. Uh, yeah, and so she's just realizing more and more how she's still just trapped. And the bear makes a quick appearance in this episode. Um, well, and surprise, it's during the scene mm-hmm. when the attorney calls Carmela and kind of like backs out yep. of the situation. Here's this, this 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 disturbance again. It's a little on the nose. That one is for sure. Yeah. Um, but then again, I mean, I guess someone got their way in the edit. Yeah. Someone I won, guess, a, won yeah. an argument. Uh, and then it ends with uh, with Tony just in the pool. I I, I really love. I actually love the ending when she's getting the news from Meadow that they're engaged and just looking at her own failed marriage, just lounging in the pool. Yep. And uh, it's just a great scene. The you bear know? in her backyard. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah, exactly. He's he's the bear again. Um, it's just one of the things I love about the show. The other each ep- you know, it's like a short story. This. Dude, yeah, you know, and the the endings were never it never had to be big. They never had to be what's going to happen next episode right away. There was no real cliffhangers like that, except for when Tony gets shot. Um, but right, you know, I just love that it always had a really complete ending and ended on a great image. And um, you know. well, and this is really this is where we're at. You know, mm-hmm. is Carmela is stuck with something, mm-hmm. and she she can't give Meadow help one way or the other. She's like kind of incapacitated, which is hilarious, right? Uh, and also uh, Artie at the restaurant. <laughs> oh yeah, One let's of go back to scenes. that. So so yeah. Tony finds out that they're getting divorced. Right. And <laughs> if you watch the scene at the very beginning, he says, you know, he he acts like he wants shit to start going down, and like mm-hmm. right, it, like with Artie, I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> the restaurant shit. Right. And then as soon as as soon as as soon as Artie's on his way over, Carmela drops his bomb on him. Right. And Artie keeps coming back. <laughs> and it's great. Excellent. Artie has little motions. He, he does little. He does a little snap. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'm ready. You know, brought your appetite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's yeah. just being Artie. We haven't seen him in a while, but that's such a funny moment to me. It's just good to see him, yeah. Um, so I feel like that wraps it up. There, I mean, a lot going on in a, a, a kind of quiet episode, but actually we got a lot out of it, and didn't we? Yeah, and we're going to pick it up uh, someday. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we will be back next week to talk about uh, Cold Cuts, which yeah. I think is another actual uh, series highlight, like they all are. Um, Every one. Until it's a television highlight. It is indeed a television highlight. Um, until then, uh, of course, subscribe on iTunes, follow us on Twitter, tell a friend, scream it from the rooftops, scream it in someone's face, announce it on the subway, jump on your jump up on your restaurant table and scream it but pay the bill first, put it in your email signature, put in your uh, aim profile. Put in your aim profile, take it out take out a Craigslist ad, uh, talk to the ad man and buy some ad space on the subway. That's good. And uh, get one of those planes that pulls the thingy along yep. with a sign that says NFZ. Yep. Um <laughs> that's what is that called air advertising air, I don't know. yeah or skywriting you can even do skywriting skywriting that's sky do skywriting right nfz do and skywriting sky yeah sell our podcast on sky mall yep that too help yeah. us that should really yeah and that should be in just write a note and put it inside of sky every sky mall <laughs> magazine you open they'll evacuate the plane <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> probably <laughs> true they'll do uh so until next time this is no fucking cd bye bye